right, we're back. Welcome back to Evil Vespian. I am here with writer, playwright, poet, journalist, Shay Sennett. <laughs> Shay, welcome to the pod. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for yeah being so open to come on the pod. I truly appreciate it so much. Um, you're in New York, correct? Yes, yes. What a uh, time. Brooklyn. Yeah, what very. a time to be in Brooklyn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> did you ever think, like, is it a good time to be in Brooklyn? Like, did you ever think this would be, a, like, a good time to be in Brooklyn? Uh, I mean, like, I I grew up, up in, like, upstate New York, and cool. it just kind of always felt inevitable to me that I would live in the city. Yeah. Uh, at least for, like, a very significant chunk of my life. Um. So I went to college here. I went to Hunter College um, nice. and I lived in Brooklyn with like some kids that I kind of met in high school that went to Pratt and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I've lived in Brooklyn since um, it's been like six or seven years, I think. Cool. That, wow. That's a long time. Yeah. I've, yeah. Um, I, I think I've, six. Yeah. Yeah. It feels when you spend about like that six or seven year mark, it feels Mm -hmm. like you feel so ingrained as like part of the city almost oh yeah at this point for sure and definitely like within the past like like uh yeah within the past like two years I've definitely done more to kind of like I've had um the same friends for a really long time which has been so lovely and I do feel like I have like roots there with that like roots here with them but uh Mm -hmm. I feel like I've found more like community in the past year or two, which has been nice. yeah. like creatively that's, and socially. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. What, um, what has sort of forged that like in the past two years that has different, has been different since the previous years? Um, well in myself, definitely just like, uh, you know, kind of wanting to, uh, get out of my comfort zone a bit and just like mm-hmm. finding more like events that, are like closer to like things that I actually really love you know like writing Mm -hmm. and film and um and more recently plays and stuff and uh I like kind of through a sort of like random sequence of events ended up taking um the do you know like the Simone Films people the KJ and Rebecca at all I I don't know them personally but I'm familiar uh like I know about them yeah Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know that they did like a little actor studio thing yes, yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of ended up doing that, even though I'm not an actor myself. It, uh, I just uh, went to a class with a friend of mine and we just had like a really good time. <laughs> so awesome. uh, I just kept going back. And so that's how I met a lot of the people that ended up um, being in the, the play that I wrote, um, like at least, yeah. Like most of them, either like through the class directly or like through people that I met through the class, or just like yeah, but, yeah and it just kind of opened, yeah, it opened up a lot for me, honestly. So I I owe a lot to them. <laughs> Isn't it nice when you realize, oh, I can just show up to things? Like, <laughs> no, literally, that was yeah. all it took, honestly. It like, truly it, is, yeah, yeah. Like I can just pull the fuck up, like whatever, mm-hmm. and like you, like people are nice, like, and if you're at an event, like usually, like especially when it's something creative like the great thing is that there's something to talk about you know so yeah. I've made a lot of friends through just like 
seeing like like seeing a movie like by myself like I've made like one or two friends that way yeah um and yeah like, you all it's like yeah. I always forget oh people want me to be there like people want me to come when I show up but people are no, like oh no, my literally. gosh a customer <laughs> you know yeah totally yeah. oh my god they're so yeah especially and that's the other thing too like in the like I've had the pleasure of doing some readings that like people have uh like kindly like invited me to to do over the past like year or two mm-hmm. and like friends of mine who I'm not necessarily super close to will like unexpectedly show up and it's like such a like incredible gesture and like ends up like mm-hmm. helping us become better friends you know like it's really mm-hmm. lovely like so uh, like on both ends it's just like yeah really really great you know so have you always identified with being a writer is that something you went to school for uh yeah for sure like my whole life definitely Mm -hmm. um and I did go to I went I like double majored in um English and film and in within film I kind of focused on like screenwriting and like cinema studies Mm -hmm. what um are do you have any like standout uh movies that made an early impression on you Ooh yeah um early impression uh I actually the other day I watched Inland Empire for the first time and I really liked Mm. it and I was thinking of I was thinking of the fact that like um Blue Velvet when I was in high school like definitely Mm -hmm. made like a huge impression on me and Mm -hmm. was like made me realize that like the kind of um I don't know the way that you could subvert like cinema like formally and Mm -hmm the kind of reactions that you can like get out of people you know Mm -hmm. um and yeah like how to how to manipulate all these different things that yeah yeah, it's very very simple too (laughs) you know no exactly exactly and like and also create something that's like strikingly beautiful at the same as as it is disturbing like Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of something that I try to get at in my own work uh is to be like unsettling but also like beautiful I've like been working on a short film for the last year that's like Mm -hmm. I think will be done tonight hopefully we're like putting all the pieces together um Mm -hmm. so I'm very excited for that but anyway so that kind of like the the thesis of that one was trying to make something that's like aesthetically pretty but also uh well it's incredibly (laughs) it's like so important to like uh alienate your audience on some level because um whether people think it's like disgusting or like beautiful like it kind of uh is so important that you have like a strong conviction in like a play or a movie um like i i think like everybody should (laughs) like keep like keep that as their goal when they're making something no totally i really like on a on like an ideological level I can't necessarily explain it I just know that like that is the stuff that I gravitate towards and Mm -hmm. like sticks with me as the most like genius shit always like Mm -hmm. I think like good examples for me are like Thomas Pynchon's novels particularly Gravity's Mm -hmm. Rainbow and like Mm -hmm. uh Hal Hartley's movie Henry Fool and like James Joyce like Mm -hmm. those guys like all and like even like like Peter Fearback, mm-hmm. he's in this Definitely. canon as well of making shit that's like both like disgusting and like I don't know 
it's so important and there's such a yeah there's such a huge need for it i always try to keep in mind like what's something that is going to make somebody want to run away but they never forget it about it (laughs) yeah for real for real Mm -hmm. i know literally it's just always even if like there's certain films that like i i like might never rewatch. like um there's this one what the fuck is it called i can't remember but oh like it's called like clean shave or something Mm -hmm. and it's about like the schizophrenic guy and it's like deeply unsettling but it's like easily one of the best movies i've ever seen and like frownlands really really good like mumblecore movie that is like I'm a sucker. so hard to watch but I'm, I love I'm it I'm a sucker for mumblecore I love mumblecore I love so mumblecore much. dude that's like my whole like <sighs> yeah mumblecore is like really important to me that's like the I I feel like the one like thing that or like one of the things I guess that I discovered like through like putting on this play is that like my style like directorially I guess or like as a writer is like a very like mumblecore approach for sure Mm -hmm. like I like like the improv and I like things feeling like loose and natural and I like also the this movement of like theater stuff with like Eric and Gasta and and Roman and everyone like was like kind of there was a mumblecore element to it to me like absolutely well like intimacy and uh bringing the inner monologue like as a huge like north star and that is like so important i think it's always like really important to like those are key principles of mumblecore to me like the intimacy Mm -hmm. part of it and the up closeness yeah no that's so uh yeah that's Mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head i feel what (laughs) Can you talk about your most recent play that you did? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is my my first play actually ever that I've okay. ever written cool. or anything, nice. and it was really fun. Um, it it was called last night. It is called last night was a play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a like troupe of actors, a playwright, a director, um, that have a really bad opening night of their play, and they're kind of all scrambling mm-hmm. to like make it better like improve their own kind of standing um different power struggles and mm-hmm. stuff um yeah and it's uh was a lot of fucking fun to do. <laughs> it was That's really awesome. fun um, what um what made you want to write a a play well i mean what kind of like brought you to uh writing a play in the first place but also kind of like the subject matter as well um so yeah so my my friend charlie um he runs this this meme page um racial ormont intellectuals with some other friends of mine and uh he um did like this really strange like kind of social experiment type play where he just like um had a bunch of actors like unprepared like do a sort of like improv thing with like no preparation and I mean I wouldn't do that but (laughs) it did create like some very interesting results um and I found like that like certain like like uh actors dynamics that were in it like very kind of like interesting and just like the mm-hmm. stuff that comes out with like raw very raw improv like that is mm-hmm. like so like bizarre and like revealing 
and mm-hmm. that night I just had an idea I had the idea for the play and I like had an idea that it would be sort of like um uh like one of the central struggles would be that the um playwright feels that like the leading man isn't doing a good job and the leading man is kind of getting like a lot of like attention like in mm-hmm. cloud and stuff um and booked and no one understands why uh they all like don't like him and then the director um wants to be like the the leading man but like can't kind of like bring himself to like say anything and the playwright kind of wants to direct anyway he's like steamrolled him through the process and uh many such many such cases many many such cases (laughs) including like when I like like with this like but yeah with this play um I definitely ended up like uh, like the director is uh a dear friend of mine Madeline Fisher she Mm -hmm. is uh an actress by trade and I wanted someone with theater experience because I really don't have very much beyond like stuff that I was in as a little kid and mm-hmm. in high school um so I like so she she directed and she did a lot to help this production like she, mm-hmm. the set design was all her the costumes were all her she helped so much in the she was instrumental in the rehearsal process like mm-hmm. and like helping the actors find really cool choices but I definitely like played more of a part in it I think than is like traditional for most mm-hmm. like playwrights you know um like that that aren't like also directing you um Mm -hmm. but I but you know everybody like she was open to it like we communicated about it and I think that yeah it just it 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 worked really well for us um but it was um... funny to me that I unintentionally sort of emulated like not the conflict like not the tension of that dynamic but like in some ways like the like you know the drive to uh, direct as a playwright when I had like insisted that I wasn't going to. <laughs> oh yeah, it's weird because when you uh, like are in that creative flow and you're like writing things down, and then um, it's because everybody talks about like oh I want to make something outside myself, use my imagination, but then kind of no matter what it is, like when you like look at it f- from a holistic view, you're like wait a minute, is this about me? <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. yeah, it's always. <laughs> I mean, it's always about you you know what I mean of course like, yeah, yes for sure yeah. I had like I on the and then like the other characters in the play are kind of like two two sets of couples at like very different like mm-hmm. stages of things um and they're like like you know some of these characters are like loosely based on the actors that I had to play them but like, like pretty mm-hmm. much all of them are like mostly me like you know yeah like and some of them I just like had the actors in mind but it was really all me and then Mm -hmm. they came to me after reading it and were like how did you know like that I've had this exact like conversation Mm -hmm. before and I was like bro like I literally have had that like that's like me (laughs) like I was just projecting like and now you know it's (laughs) so true and I think every character that comes out of a playwright is sort of represents some fraction of their mind and how they think like people have many different opinions and uh, like each opinion like takes its form as a character almost if that makes sense I don't know oh totally yeah yeah, yeah it, ha- it has to you know how can yeah. you how can you not write what you know yeah oh my gosh yes <laughs> like anytime I've tried to write what I don't know um I'm just I, I, I kind of look back at it, I'm like I don't know anything <laughs> no for real I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of 
like it's funny because I thought that this was like just a me thing but then I've like other screenwriters I've talked to have all had like similar experiences where we kind of a lot of people I think try to write like sci-fis and like very Mm -hmm. ambitious kind of like world building type stuff in college because you're like oh like this is what a screenplay could potentially do like I have all like I, I could do all this stuff but then I don't know like you kind of narrow the scope I think like mm-hmm. like not everyone obviously but at least like for myself and for I know a lot of like other indie filmmakers it's like you know you're not going to start by making like a high budget sci-fi so you got to like figure yeah. out how to write something that's compelling that isn't like uh several million dollars <laughs> what a yeah I mean the best I mean, aren't we all living in a dystopia <laughs> you know yeah exactly um, the dystopia's yeah. right in front of you babe like yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, yeah I'm like we're in the uh yeah we're in the simulation so um no, no need to <laughs> no need to you to you know, literally it's pretty yeah she is real you know truth is stranger than fiction or whatever like, reality is crazy enough yeah as it is um when you're communicating with your director I are you the kind of person that gets really attached to ideas or you have a very um like huge obsession over specific details that like cannot be touched or um are you more kind of like flexible in in terms of like little little the little things I I definitely think I'm super flexible I think that Mm -hmm. there's like certain uh there's just certain things I think like Like, my approach, like, for example, with dialogue was, like, very, Mm -hmm. like, you can improv, like, doesn't have to be word perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. I was not interested in in that. I was more interested in, in, like, natural speech pattern or, like, finding, like, Mm -hmm. something cool in the performance. And um, some of the actors, like, had improv before and were able to do that really easily. Like, others, like, they hadn't done it before and mm-hmm. a few of them like just chose not to which was per- like perfectly fine and a few of them like ended up like learning to improvise and like really enjoying it so that was cool um but yeah in terms of like my like there was just like one or two kind of or not one or two but you know maybe like a handful of lines where there was some like wordplay or something um mm-hmm. or something like that uh kind of like if it was done wrong would uh sort of make the second line fall flat if it was read straight um stuff like that uh I was less flexible about but pretty much everything else like Mm -hmm. I wanted I like trusted the actors and I trusted my director you know that's so so important to have that like creative trust that yeah I think just you just know you're like I I I trust (laughs) no for real I think that that's kind of like the like you're that's just the bedrock of any good project especially for Mm -hmm. like a play or a film where it's so collaborative like Mm -hmm. you really actually have to trust hard Mm -hmm. and I think that like yeah and, and there were like certain choices that they would ask like me or my director and we we were like not sure about but I think that if you can make a case for it and or just like try it in rehearsal um and it like makes sense then mm-hmm. like most of the time the mo- most everything that the actors kind of like tried or that the that uh my director suggested to me mm-hmm. like made made it in like you know yeah 
and it's great when you have good actors too like when when like and also the great thing about actors is that um they're just like always willing to just like go for it and like try try new things because i think it is all about like okay we're gonna try try this um and like see how that looks and especially with improv like that's that's the best part yeah actors love trust like i think Mm -hmm. that the one thing that they fear is like not having like any sort of creative control in a project because there Mm -hmm. is so like like they're not necessarily like the creative like boss in Mm -hmm. in their things you know it's like the director the writer whomever you know that they Mm -hmm. have to answer to but um I yeah they love they love being trusted Mm -hmm. and awesome stuff comes out of that you know and I think that it is like a delicate balance like of like if they have questions about something or they Mm -hmm. aren't sure how to play something like having an answer for you know Mm -hmm. um but not necessarily insisting upon it yeah um As somebody who's, like, very invested in language and, like, defines themselves as a writer, I have, like, the weirdest question. How do you feel about Mm -hmm. how language is changing, um, like, with every turnover of generations? I've just been really interested in, like, how uh, speech patterns specifically have been changing uh, with how language, new language forms. I don't know if that's something that you pick up in like the writing. <laughs> yeah, the totally. writing world. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um yeah, I think like with uh with the the play, I really went for um a specificity of language mm-hmm. to like time and place. Um mm-hmm. because I felt like trying to do something timeless um I don't know I don't Mm -hmm. like I don't need to disparage that necessarily but all that is to say like I I like things that are hyper specific and I think that language like grows continually more hyper specific and I do think like I like it, it it allows me to both like enjoy uh like watching like older films mm-hmm. that have like such a different like speech pattern and like have like an, a bit of a nostalgia for it or something but not be like depressed that we don't talk like in a transatlantic accent right and you want to make or, something like, that's a good like accurate reflection of the time and yeah history, you know yeah I think I think that that's like the the cool thing you know like because yeah I think I I think that's just cooler, and I think that ultimately, like, the elements of like a given project that are are timeless will be like the you know the humanity and the characters mm-hmm. and their dynamics and like that sort of thing. Um, do you, do you, you agree know? with this idea that younger people don't make eye contact? I've just I've been reading a lot of articles on like social that's interesting yeah I mean mean, that's what I see a lot is like the um like affect recognition and stuff I don't know yeah I don't know I mean it depends Mm -hmm. like I'm sure I'm sure that when it's like younger younger maybe it's more of an issue Mm -hmm. I think my sister I have a younger sister and she's like 22 21 Mm -hmm. she's 21 um but she's a senior in college um and I I don't like recognize like that in most of her friends or with mm-hmm. her you know 
Um, I think that the literacy rates scare me <laughs> with like little kids and stuff. Like that sort of thing scares me. I don't really, yeah. know, I haven't really noticed, I guess, that younger people have, like, maybe I just am one of the younger people that has, like, bad eye contact, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, I, I know, <laughs> that's what I'm I know, thinking. that's I actually am. what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I am definitely, well, I'm usually, I usually make eye contact, but my speech of, like, pattern is just all over the place, because I'm just, like, thinking of, like, five different things at once, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm overeducated, but... I'm just like, oh man, what synonym sh- synonym should I use for this sentence? While <laughs> while I'm awesome. talking, I'm like, there's too many words. Like, how can I possibly just pick one? No, totally. Um, that's that's yeah. that's pretty cool, honestly. Oh, yeah. I wish I I wish I could do that. Maybe like process it a little, like yeah. at like super speed or something. But I be cool. <laughs> I love I I- words so much. Like I love like vocabulary and kind of how it changes so much. Um, yeah I, I adore a good word you know yeah <laughs> I uh, I read yeah. something some actress I forget who it was and you know what I think a lot of this is just um I take it all with a grain of salt because a lot of this is just like the older generation expressing like what every older generation says about the junior <laughs> generation it's like oh those darn kids they don't know anything they're undereducated we didn't have it in my and it's like I don't know, but I read this article, like this one actress was saying, um, oh, she doesn't work with uh, younger creatives because they don't know how to write an email. They're, um, they have a huge like educa- gap in education. And I don't know, to me, it's like, if you are able to see that somebody is writing an email, what what does it matter? But it is interesting. I, I'm, no, I'm not totally. sure, but I think like if you're able to recognize that oh, somebody is expressing something in an email. It seems like they're, you know, everybody's literate in this situation, you know? Oh, for um, sure, yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. that, like, I I don't know, like, I've, I generally, like, I prefer to kind of uh, accommodate others linguistically, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if, I think that a situation requires like a formal email like I know how to do it and I'm down I definitely like went to like I would I think now kind of like memories are flooding back to me of like going to school um and there definitely are like a lot of dumb people out there but I just have no idea like how can I gauge like whether that's like a generational thing you know what I mean like I really don't I I actually have no idea like I don't know if it's just that like uh like there yeah there are there a lot of dumb people or is my generation particularly like stupid i i don't think i'm like one of the the stupider people of, of my generation <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. well i uh i was wondering like how language is going to change in sort of mainstream culture in terms of like what's very um like at the peak of uh you know, a liberal arts degree being very appreciated and having a lot of, like, value placed on it. There was this huge pro- proliferation of, like, the art speak where it's, it's like, the dichotomy of the representation of, like, everybody using very big words. And I, I think maybe sometimes it's an economic thing where people are going to just start reverting back to more plain, speaking more plainly in, term, in like, mainstream, like, popular culture. Yeah, yeah, there's mm-hmm. something to that. I think that, like, uh, I know that 
yeah i think maybe people crave like a uh an accurate conversational dialogue mm-hmm. but that's just like hard to, that's like difficult you're not you're probably not gonna find that in like a sitcom or something you know mm-hmm. like it's it's gonna have to be like yeah something mumblecore something like independent you know everything comes back to mumblecore it's timeless yeah. <laughs> like truly yeah. yeah uh i think um yeah because it's like the most accessible form sometimes because it's just so uh in- ingrained in somebody's like psyche yeah yeah i think so um i i think it is or or i even if even if the conversational style is kind of different from your own i think that that's like also part of the fun and i think Mm -hmm. that uh like perhaps like uh in like the like least political way possible like art does suffer a bit from kind of like uh I don't know or like art like consumers suffer a bit from Mm -hmm. feeling the need to identify themselves uh Mm -hmm. with the art I think like Brad Trammell kind of talks about this a little bit oh my I just recently subscribed to his Patreon yeah after the the longest time of following him on Instagram I'm like I need to, to subscribe to this person but yeah, no, his his videos are really good. They're kind of worth it. Like my my boyfriend really well is researched. a big fan of his. Yeah, so well researched. He kind of has the right opinion about like most things. Like in always a way that on a lot of people yeah. don't. Yeah, hits the nail on the head. He really always. does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really he's 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 killing it. I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like his video on hustle culture. Because I remember those early days of Facebook when everybody was posting memes like, good morning, rise and grind. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. It was simpler times. I always really liked those like hustle Instagram pages that would be like kind of just a almost like it was like a real photograph, but something that almost looked AI generated of like, um, like an ethnically ambiguous guy with like a close shave and like Mm -hmm. cloth hair like in front of like an expensive car wearing like an expensive suit Mm -hmm. um and the quote is like um uh like chase the bag don't chase pussy or something like like, spot the line something something like barely (laughs) comprehensible but like just just enough for you yeah. to really understand what's happening yeah yeah and like it makes you think too like wow i guess i never thought of that yeah so oh, many exactly people, yeah. like <laughs> so many people like on like linkedin and like uh yeah in on link in like linkedin i i guess and like so many other places and like uh mainstream like so- so- mainstream society i um i don't know i just have this weird feeling about like work-life balance rhetoric because it always like offers you another form of anxiety by saying like oh this is the right way to have a work-life balance or because coming from like a art like a theater background like an artistic background i'm like i don't understand like the work like work is my life like i'm always living and like my work is my life so like when I'm living I'm also working I don't know yeah it's like so strange I'm like I can't I can't simply 
uh, micromanage the times when I'm working and living. And also it presumes like, if I'm working, does that mean I'm not, if, like, does, am I dead, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I think that the average, like, creative, the, yeah, creatives are never going to be able to, like, uh, you know, yeah, fit the two into neat little boxes like mm -hmm. that. It just doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Yeah. You have to, like, yeah, that's another, actually, another thing that Brad Trammell said in the AI report video mm -hmm. uh, is that, uh you you know part a big part of art is socializing um mm -hmm. and ai can't socialize was his point but uh mm -hmm. you know you, yeah you got like you gotta revel those a little bit like yeah and it's fun it's like it's fun to to go out to stuff i think that that's actually like low-key my work-life balance struggle is like how much do i have to go out that's like not even how much do well. i have to produce stuff you know yeah. what I mean because that I can figure out you know yeah. um but yeah the the going out of it all is really like I I have to figure it out you know that's really I, what on my hustle culture I'm like oh gosh I'm so dehydrated I don't know when my last meal was but we are out here we're drinking yeah. <laughs> like oof. no exactly and it's yeah, yeah and it is easy to like I think that you know there was like a certain like point over the past like year or two where I was definitely like failing that to keep that work-life balance mm -hmm. and I was failing like the if like if your actual work is your life like I was mm -hmm. failing the life part you know what I mean like I was mm -hmm. like going out so much failing to like create anything you know yeah it's failing kind to of... create anything failing to live and like my life otherwise like yeah yeah I um it's like you kind of have to like go to the party and then bring the party to like your work a little bit. So true, and then, yeah. And then yeah. your work reflects the party and then work and yeah. party become the same thing. <laughs> yeah, literally that's like, actually you just described my year. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just described my 2023. Like, yeah. yeah my, no, I, um, I was working at a startup uh, in 2023 and Wait, no, I wasn't. I was un unemployed in 2023. In 2022, oh, I was working. In 2022, I was working at a startup, and I that shit did not stop. I was working 24/7, like 60, yeah. 80, and I was po podcasting through the whole thing. And um, it's weird because what? people are like, I, I know <laughs> people were like, oh, like Matt, like you work too much, or like you have to take care of yourself. And I'm like. I guess, but also, I mean, it's just, it happens, and then I had an, a year to rest after it ended, and um, I don't regret it, because um, yeah, I it took a toll on my body, for sure, but, um, I'm, you know, I kind of pinpointed where my physical threshold was, because sometimes you just don't know until you try, I guess. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that I... Um, I had a really productive year um, as much as like I did lose like that productivity for like a second mm -hmm. there. Um, I was able to like have like more creative output and more importantly, like put that output out there uh, mm -hmm. more than I ever had. And um, I, um, yeah, I, I think that, that, uh, those like I, I I had always thought that um I wouldn't be able to to like handle like that much work 
mm-hmm. at once because uh, I'm like low-key kind of lazy um so uh I just yeah I didn't think that I'd be able to do it but I did it I did I did do it thank you (laughs) I still Um, made a little lazy so (laughs) no it's no being lazy is a virtue honestly like it's very it's really important um, to me I can't lie it's so I honestly like this year because I was on a, I didn't have a job in 2023 uh yeah. I had so much time to like invest in laziness and um Love you know that. there's some there's so many things that like nobody taught me about domestic at home life like for example I bought uh like I have a fireplace in my apartment and I don't really understand like nobody teaches you like how to use a fireplace and what so I bought like a duraflame log and I put it, it was in, and I read all the instructions and everything. I put the Dura flame log and I light it on fire in my fireplace. Then I realized that um, my fireplace is actually the wrong kind of fireplace for an mm-hmm. indoor Dura flame log. And then the fire cool. department had to like come and uh, oh, blow shit. out the flame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all of those little things where I'm like, oh gosh, nobody taught me how to to run the house <laughs> household yeah um, yeah so real yeah um so are do you live alone right now uh no Speaking i have two roommates oh that's um, nice yeah old friends of mine yeah it is super nice i've, I've lived I... in the same apartment now for like like this is my third year living here i've never lived in the same place for more than a year so but i did <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I I don't think I've lived in the same place for more than yeah, probably two or three years. Um, but you know, I, every time I move, I hate it. Every time I I have to move, you know, it usually. sucks so much. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time where I'm like kind of ready to move. I I've like mm-hmm. you know, uh, my my room is small. It's a nice apartment though. Yeah. My and the it's bathroom something... is like so small. Anyway. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I mean, there's something about having a small room where you feel like the walls are, like, caving in on you. No, for, well, I also work remotely, so it's, like, over, you know? Oh, boy. Well, do you yeah. have a, well, the most important question is, what is your ceiling height looking like? Is it eight? It's really good. Feet? The ceiling height okay, is good, not good, 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 good actually. Good. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the most what... important part. Exactly. No, the apartment is very charming. It's, like, um, I don't want to... I don't know if it's like pre-war, but it hasn't been renovated mm-hmm. in a long time. So it has a lot of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do adore that. The kitchen is so cute. Mm-hmm. The living room's cute. You know, I do like living here. That's a, but... it, it's important. And I always uh, say like, once you go, once you live somewhere where like you have high ceilings, like there's no going back. No, um, you really can. The low it's good for creativity. Like, nah, nah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Your crown chakra or something. No, <laughs> it's like, it's literally um, <laughs> it's like the it's called the cathedral effect. Like the idea, at least, is that the higher your ceilings are, or uh, in what whatever space you work in, the more ideas, like powerful ideas, you'll have because it's like the sky's the limit or whatever. That's fire. I love that. I'm, like, mm-hmm. picturing, like, the the meme of, of the guy who, like, works out at the library who has, like, really big head. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'll send it to you. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> sent it to me. I need to know, like, what are, what's the next, uh, what, how are, like, what's the next, um, what's in for 2024 for memes? 
Ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm really not the expert. Um, me, but... uh, me neither. Like I just I do my best. I'm always brainstorming. Yeah, yeah I do but... my I do my fucking best. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. I feel like I like like just a solid text post. Like that for me, like always does like a really. It just does the trick. I was um, thinking of that today. I was like, Maddie, you got something to say? Just spit it out, you know. <laughs> No, I really, like, mm-hmm. always love a good text post, like, mm-hmm. almost, all- like, really, like, you could compel me with, like, very little, like, with a text mm-hmm. post, like, a text post to grid, like, that's fire, like, so you really good. don't have to so do much bold. more. It's yeah. so bold, it's really good, mm-hmm. it's just, like, it just shows that you, like, that, but you don't, like, you don't care, like, you're so good at words like they're not precious to you you're like whatever mm-hmm. like let me just put them out there yeah it's like do i don't like, need what to do I write care? a novel yeah i don't need literally. to literally take a or screenshot do the thing yeah yeah exactly i mean i could write a novel but like here's something to chew on mm-hmm. <laughs> while i'm busy what um what so in terms of like creative projects what are you kind of chewing on now like what's the next thing what's the next Ooh. project <laughs> um so i uh have you you've talked to uh santiago my boyfriend right um he's actually gonna be on i'm recording with him tomorrow (laughs) okay yes yes i he told me that he was gonna record something with you but i wasn't sure okay cool yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah i uh he and i are writing uh, a play together um that I'm very excited for um it's going to be uh a Greek tragedy like set in ancient Greece but Period. I think we're doing like we're doing like naturalistic dialogue I think like to, to like like present day naturalism <laughs> so That's perfect. uh yeah so that will be really fun I'm very excited uh for that we have like the like plot synopsis um mm-hmm. but we haven't really like started writing yeah he's uh you know you're gonna talk to him tomorrow he's like directing a play right now that he wrote and he's like acting in a play so he's a big day um uh yeah but uh i'm also writing i'm like co-writing a feature film with a friend of mine uh emma broadbent uh and she's like a very old friend of mine Mm -hmm. and it's been super fun we're on like our second draft of that cool. and we're hoping to get back on the next few months um, how, yeah how long does it usually take to because I'm always interested in terms of what t- different people's timelines look like how long does it usually take to write a very you know small like uh, either a feature film or just like a small indie project yeah and in my experience well like writing a feature film like takes a long time and it mm-hmm. takes longer when you're co-writing but it's worth it because emma emma's not really a writer but she just has like really fucking good ideas and knows a mm-hmm. lot about film um mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like genius mode so uh i just like yeah we just kind of like shoot ideas back and forth and then i kind of like put them on the page but um i uh it's yeah it that's like been you know kind of a while in in the works uh we've like taken breaks from it and stuff mm-hmm. um but the play like I wrote that in a few months um 
And that's when you know, like you got something yeah. to say. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think like, like, I, yeah, like I, I feel like super confident about like the, the feature idea, but mm-hmm. yeah, just working with somebody else, especially somebody who like, doesn't write themselves. It's just like, there's kinks in the process workout, you know, whereas like, I know how to write <laughs> something yeah. for myself, you know, and if I'm not like answering to anybody else, like it just happens a lot more quickly. Yeah. And I and think there's also to be, Oh no, go ahead. Uh, sorry. I was just going <laughs> to add that. Like, I think going through like a tumultuous time kind of like brings about like quick production of creative work. And Did you go through a tumultuous time? Yeah, yeah. When I was writing the play, it was like a weird Oof. like few months. That was when I was like going out a lot. I went through a breakup. Mm. Um, I got so like nice. really sick. I went to the hospital like just oh. for like a night, but it was like intense. Um, oh my I, god! You know. I recently went to the well, not recently. Oh but, my god, really? Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I uh, I won't get into it, but maybe one day. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, down no, the line in my next play. Um, <laughs> yeah. but no, I was in the uh, emergency room for twenty four hours, lying on my back. Oh wow! Um, twenty four hours is a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, I would basically I would do this thing where I would sleep in four hour inc- increments. Um, oh wow and yeah and like purposefully because the hospital I was at was amazing and you know it was usually guaranteed on the dot every four hours somebody would come around and check on me and like take my vitals um and say hi and then I would just like go back to sleep for another four hours just so I wasn't alone like with my little thoughts for too long because it was just like I was all alone for like those four hour increments so but oh wow yeah but anyways <laughs> more on that later <laughs> so totally wow yeah no yeah, I, yeah. I hospitals are fucking crazy I had never like been or I, I had been rushed to the hospital when I was like super little but I have very you know like sparse memory of that um mm-hmm. so yeah it was crazy yeah like when hospitals you always forget that like people um kind of use that as like the third hospitals are the third space I'm like convinced about this because um people people like in the emergency room or use the emergency room when I was there uh, for some reason they put me in the room where it was just like a bunch of people that were like just getting out of jail and then they had nowhere to go oh what yeah yeah and it was really interesting because um it was just a very casual environment like and everybody like has a different story and stuff but it was really dope because um there's just people who are like okay they just don't have anywhere else to go but the emergency room so they're just like hanging out chatting um and they have no one to talk to no it is really wild and the funniest part about it is like people who are like security guards there like so nice and chill and the poor nurses like the actual medical workers are like so annoyed because they always have to tell people to be quiet yeah sure that's so funny because they're like Wow, that's actually a third space, like for real. It, yeah, vibe. no, truly. <laughs> no, that's like full blown like community vibes. That's really nice. It is. I yeah, it is. my my waiting room experience. I was like throwing up a bit too much to mm-hmm. remember. Uh, the commun the communal aspect. It did not mm-hmm. feel quite as warm in there, but oh, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like the hospital experience was not bad honestly everyone was like really nice to me I've had friends that went to the same hospital it's like 
well I won't put them on blast but anyway yeah. I've had friends that have gone to the same hospital and like had like a really bad experience and mm-hmm. I had a great one so what can I say yeah Whew. blessed blessed booked yeah. and blessed yeah um, booked and blessed, booked and blessed. <laughs> <laughs> um what um so yeah you've got those th- are you a uh do you write in like a notebook are you manual writer or and you analog or are you just are you typing I do like I kind of do a, a few different things I will write like I will type things up you know but I do like to manually write first because it's like mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, especially if I'm writing a longer project, I can kind of like trick myself into thinking I'm like not writing it if I'm like writing Mm -hmm. in my notebook and I'm kind of just like scribbling down like dialogue or like ideas or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and then like it's a built in second draft when I transfer it, uh, like to my computer. Um, Mm -hmm. and also I like something I experimented with while writing the play was, uh, voice memos, um, Mm. where I would be, like, uh, walking somewhere, and I would, like, just kind of think over, like, how a a given scene could go, like, uh, what the dialogue would be, and then I would later, like, write, and then, like, in the process of writing it down, like, that would be another, like, built-in second draft, you know, um, so, yeah. I know a lot of authors like dictate their books like they'll record like multiple voice memos and then they'll like transcribe it um which I think is like I mean there's so so many thoughts on so much uh what's so many gigabytes in my brain like I have to put it down somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally totally I think that I think it like the voice memo and the and the notebook of it all, I think, is honestly, yeah, partially just, like, tricking my brain into thinking I'm, like, kind of uh, doing something, like, smaller and, le- and less daunting than, like, contributing to this, like, bigger project mm-hmm. um, that's ultimately, like, very important to me, yeah. you know? Do you ever get uh, those Instagram ads for this weird little plastic um typewriter thing have you seen those where it kind of looks like a nintendo yes i have i get those all the time and i've seen it so much i've get i've I've gotten this ad for like a year the same picture the same little like gadget thing and i really exactly what you're talking about (laughs) i feel like i'm just going to buy it because they've shoved it in my face so much um (laughs) i don't know i've been tempted yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff out there, but um, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm still on my flip phone journey, so uh, I want to invest oh, yeah? in, in that. Well, I haven't gotten one yet, but I really do want a, <laughs> I want a second phone. Um, yeah, I just yeah, want a second yeah. phone, and I want to, um, I want a flip phone, whether it be, like, a old one or, like, one of those, like, new Motorola kind of smart flip phones. Um because there's, there's something about fold, having something to fold. Oh, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you want it for, like, aesthetic reasons, not, like, screen time reasons. Exactly. And and there's <laughs> nothing, like, t- okay, and the iPhone is, like, a talisman. Like, it's a tool. It's, like, so important in your, like, day-to-day life. 
Yeah. But it's not it's not cunt. You know what I'm saying? It's just no, not, exactly. It's not cunt. Exactly. It's like the least cuntiest thing to have. It and like, really is. You always not, see those it's memes. Not that girl. Yeah, it's not that girl. You always see those memes of like I don't know. I, I feel like people have tried to make the iPhone like something that is like so cool or like flashy or tr- has tried to like bling out the like you just can't make the iPhone something that's like it's bling, a brick you know <laughs> it is just it's a, a brick. brick it's fine mm-hmm. yeah it's not yeah no I know exactly what you mean the 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 flip of it all like really it does something mm-hmm. to the experience of a of a phone call if you can hang up by like holding the phone shut yeah yeah, I'm I'm into like having I mean, yeah, the more kind of like clunky the better. Um yeah. because like the more the more intentional it feels. I had like when I was uh in middle school, that was when it was like at the point where it was universal to have a cell phone, but iPhones had kind of like just come out. Um or like were just about to come out or something. Yeah, they had just come out um so not everyone like had had one um yet uh so I had like a little like slidey like text like keyboard thing yes I loved that like I loved like the slide up keyboard I am I'm jealous because I don't think I ever had like a sliding one um Mm. but I did have uh I had the virgin oyster super super old school but it's was like really cute and then I had um the chocolate that was um, my first phone yes I oh so I good it was double-sided uh, oh no 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 that was not that I was talking about my second phone earlier oh, but yeah the, the chocolate was my first phone and I love that mm. <laughs> that had like a slide keyboard but it was like really small right it was just okay numbers. yeah maybe I don't remember I think it did. I think it was, yeah. I think, I think. Just a did. little one. Yeah. Yeah. Just a tiny one. Mm-hmm. I want to say. That's the thing about like communication. Like, I feel like you really had to be like super intentional about how you communicated on the phone because mm. these days I am really just rambling, rambling on, um, on text. <laughs> no, for you real. Know? Like the paper trail is, is scary. It's just too much. Like. All of these, I have like so many documents <laughs> worth of just um, long novels that I'm just like writing in um, in in my text messages. No, for real. Yeah, I really, uh, yeah, it's it would be scary. But then also, it is funny. Like I I do, like you do, kind of have certain you have proof of like certain thoughts that you had because like I'm not gonna tweet That's out like true. every like opinion or thought that I have because I'm just like not that type of girl but Mm -hmm. like sometimes I'll go back in my texts like for example I found texts with an ex-boyfriend of mine where I was talking about like where I was texting him about watching the first episode of Succession like a few years Mm -hmm. ago um and I was saying that I really liked Tom and I wanted him to win so I love that was kind of crazy yeah I love Tom I'm, I'm like I'm glad he won <laughs> literally literally so yeah sorry for the spoiler yeah, yeah sorry yeah. guys but whatever yeah um, yeah whatever that shit's been out for months so <laughs> yep exactly um no it's so true 
I um I guess I never thought of it like if I um yeah like not necessarily that I'm pre like preoccupied with my legacy but if I ever disappeared or something happened to me like you'll be able to know who I was (laughs) yeah so true the the Mm -hmm. podcast must be nice in that way Um, it's it's interesting I mean to me it's like yeah I mean do I like to listen back to my own voice not necessarily but I feel like there are so many um there's so many ways to like (laughs) uh, there's so many ways to you know I I just feel the need where I'm just like you better remember who I am like I got shit to say like if I ever die tomorrow you'll never know um how I feel (laughs) no so true so true I I feel that way as well Mm -hmm. um yeah I there's like so much I want to do still you know same there's so much oh me too I'm like time is moving way too fast no for real yeah yeah there's there's something they that they put (laughs) yeah no it's like moving way too fast that's why I'm like okay gotta write it all down while I can because I'll be gone (laughs) um Mm -hmm. one day um but yeah I don't it's like a weird form of anxiety and like that's why I always feel very uh, that's why I have to really try to be lazy because I do have like those anxious thoughts of being like oh god like I need to do it all now like at this minute (laughs) yeah yeah for real um Um, laziness is important (laughs) so 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 important do you have any um like hobbies like I I uh, I knit I really honestly don't like I yeah I really like like I like to like watch movies you know that's like as close to a hobby as I kind of have um Perfect. yeah my hobbies are my are my interests and my work or my mm-hmm. or my life kind of you know mm-hmm. I do wish that I was a bit more of a, um like a tactile person or something. like I have uh like a lot of uh and my boyfriends who are like talented at fine arts stuff mm-hmm. um and it seems fun I'm sure at some point in my life I'll like pick up like a kind of artistic hobby like making something with my hands or like sewing or something but mm-hmm. um no right now <laughs> wouldn't yeah I mean when I went to theater school we had to learn carpentry and I totally forget that shit like I've I've totally underestimated the <laughs> the value of like carpentry because now I'm like oh I really need this piece of furniture but if I remember how to make like a nightstand I could just buy some lumber and make it myself but I forget no for literally that's really cool um <laughs> that's really cool yeah I, w- I i would yeah i really love like that like when people have skills like that i need to like yeah. develop something um, yeah i'm like bring bring back home ec home no for real economics i'm trying i'm doing my best yeah. like to bring home ec back into my life like i mm-hmm. i gotta like yeah I mean, I almost burned my apartment down. Yeah, yeah, it's Um, about homemaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, What? Here's a question. I because I'm looking for more. I'm always looking for books to read. What? What are we reading? What are the girls reading? In 2024, like that's a great question. I am currently. I just or I'm like about to finish uh, V by Pynchon. 
um which i have enjoyed so much so i'm kind of like putting off finishing it um and i've been reading a lot of like plays lately i've been reading uh some aristophanes um to prepare for uh the play that santi and i are writing and um that's really fun yeah his like they're comedies you know but Mm -hmm. um like i think that those are the vibes we want to emulate he has like a very like woody allen sick type of thing like going Mm -hmm. on like they're in clouds he like uh kind of like has the the chorus leader like speak directly to the audience like just like clearly as the playwright and be like uh yeah you guys like really didn't like my last play at last year's <laughs> yeah. festival so yes. I decided to take all the bullshit stuff that I saw in the other plays that you guys love so much <laughs> and I put it in this play and I'm making fun of it but it's in the play so you better like it like it's so fire like he's I mean that. the Greek <laughs> the Greeks were like ahead of their time like they were very like Greeks walked so mumblecore could run you know no literally like that <laughs> shit is yeah that shit mm-hmm. is very prolific um and I really love it I and I also yeah I just love like I like it's funny because I don't like I don't know how I feel about like how impressive it is but for mm-hmm. whatever reason I find myself so drawn to like being the like creator like emulated in their own work uh mm-hmm. and like the more directly the better like I just like love it and I think that a lot of people just love it like people love autofiction stuff like they're just I love just, autofiction there's just something about it there's just something about there's it like what can I say there's something about it and I just like that there's an element of breaking the fourth wall um because yeah. it's like another plane that the story operates on um, no literally and so many I it's find like another so universe many... <laughs> no literally and I think so many like uh like filmmakers at least who like act in their own stuff um will often like feel the urge to kind of like break the fourth wall directly and like my like Woody Allen and uh and like monologue to the camera Kaveh Zahedi does this too um mm-hmm. yeah I and I think that's so there's just something so funny so funny I, about it so compelling <laughs> I actually like music videos for this reason because oh, some, there's always somebody that's looking into the camera but if you I watch love that yeah like if you and what's weird for me is like there's so many musicals when you go see a musical in the theater the song is usually performed to the audience, but when you see a musical in film, they're not looking into the camera, which I think is so weird. For so, like, it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, just look me in the eye. Like, I want, it, yeah, it's weird. Cause so I'm like, funny. if you, that's such it a is. hilarious observation, actually. <laughs> I love that. No, but yeah, because I think that, that a, uh, a musical, like a, like a, a theatrical musical, um, it like recognizes that like a a song is like a poetic punctuation of a moment Mm -hmm. and that it like kind of requires like a direct like a a breaking of the of the world Mm -hmm. of the uh of the play you know Mm -hmm. um yeah whereas like uh 
like even if it is just like a straight musical like Hamilton or something like or like yeah. where it's like even still like every moment is kind of like breaking like yeah uh and talking directly you know whereas like with the movie I think that they kind of like have uh songs like attempt to be worked into like the diegetic like worlds of the of the film you know Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like trying to convince you that like this is something that could like actually be happening in this like world mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's like and per- it's perhaps less convincing you know I think also yeah. I've noticed that like Bollywood films like don't do that as much like Bollywood films do like camera address stuff more wow yeah that's really interesting I didn't uh, I didn't know that I have to yeah have to look into that I- I think like I I really like and I speak from like a very limited like knowledge slash like uh Mm -hmm. viewing history of Bollywood films but the ones that I have seen like they do stuff like that and then also kind of like a song like like they'll kind of like like in RRR for example there's like a montage of uh which like isn't Bollywood but it's like an Indian musical um Mm -hmm. but uh these like guys are kind of like becoming friends and like training together or whatever and there's like a song where like like under them where the lyrics are like directly describing like what's happening like how they're like Mm -hmm. forming a friendship and like all this stuff and it's like kind of funny honestly but Mm -hmm. um yeah like I think that like um Bollywood films and Indian films just have like more of like they're they're not afraid to like get poetic with it and like really like draw out a moment and like go like a really extreme and like not be naturalistic at all and just kind of like mm-hmm. be like fantastical you know yeah I always think about like whenever I listen to a song I'm always thinking okay if I were to be singing this song what would it look like and I always imagine myself <laughs> being in a music video and looking into the camera like addressing the audience or um being on stage and addressing um like addressing somebody because it's like you're so filled with emotion like everything you say is so important that you need you must break the fourth wall (laughs) you're so right honestly Mm -hmm. yeah that's so fucking true Mm -hmm. that's that's always you always picture yourself like you're like walking down the street like with the headphones in like yes, looking directly into the, the camera you know what I mean like that mm-hmm. is the vibe for sure it yeah. is and I never envisioned myself like being in a musical like I can't not listen to a song and imagine that I'm addressing somebody like I'll never imagine it would just be so unnatural for me to address um imagine myself uh, not looking at somebody or just like living my so life true. <laughs> you know so Weird. true yeah I um, guess like I mean I if I think about it like like there it may have something to do with like the idea that you can have kind of like an audience of a crew behind the camera mm-hmm. or like be or like in a given shot like a character if it's a more like kind of intimate musical scene as opposed to like a, a big like dance number where like um the characters are kind of addressing each other mm-hmm. like looking past the camera like in that way like you are kind of breaking the fourth wall still like mm-hmm. that but it's still not as satisfying for the viewer perhaps mm-hmm. yeah um 
I think it's funny because I had never thought about this before, but there definitely is something to this. Like you're not you're not crazy. Like you're on something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, when it comes to writing plays and writing, uh, we're writing drama where the actor does not break the fourth wall. It's just a certain uh, like flavor of like the form like uh, people like uh, like very self-contained plays and movies because it's like oh the unknown like what's going on in the person's inner life like what's going like what secret do does the audience not know about what the character is thinking or who they really are um it's kind of that tension of it and then I feel like okay the just direct you know addressing like an audience is like oh we're in on the secrets or like yeah like shit like we're really having like an emotional moment like at every time like and you know when Woody Allen does it it's like funny it's like oh my gosh this is like a complete another like I'm in on the 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 world you know yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah you yeah it's it's a very direct way to get Mm -hmm. your audience like tapped into your emotional world and like Mm -hmm. feel familiar with you you know Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's why people well I also I always talk about reality tv where it's like I mean they used to do reality tv without the confessionals um which is like kind of the same thing and like I think there is something to be said about like non-confessional reality tv but um the reason why yeah. yeah I mean it's the reason why it just like hits the nail on the head is because of that um yeah the confessional (laughs) aspect of it yeah Um, you're so right yeah mm -hmm. it's a completely different vibe Mm -hmm. if it doesn't have the the confessional because it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's more like fly on the wall like very tape shit Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. you're like uh like left to interpret like all of these interactions kind of just Mm -hmm. like as the camera captures them uh Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the the confessionals add like a whole nother dimension because you it also gives like every single person there the opportunity to project whatever narrative they want onto yeah. their reaction and their yeah. reactions, you know, or like their behavior, you know. I always Crazy. have those moments <laughs> when I'm like in, <laughs> when I'm like pretending that I'm in my own like Woody Allen film. I'm like, what would my confessional be in this moment? You know, <laughs> like or when I or or when I'm like trying to censor myself and I'm like, save it for the confessional. Just like don't don't open your mouth. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah. so fucking funny. No, that's so yeah. real. I let. That's why I really. That's why Husbands and Wives is my favorite Woody Allen film and like one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies because it's like so like the confessionals like they Mm -hmm. all the characters get little confessionals and it's so Mm -hmm. cute it's like such a formally good movie like great acting like great performances like Mm -hmm. it like some of the most like crystallized kind of dynamics in any of his films and Mm -hmm. he manages to like critique I think like the problems with a lot of his earlier work like namely Mm -hmm. like Manhattan uh Mm -hmm. which kind of has this like strange view of young women that I I really oppose that's not just sexualized but also Mm -hmm. like idealized Mm -hmm. um and uh in this like and it's funny because like there's two relationships with like younger women and husbands and wives and like both of them like you see kind of like you see like a a sort of more like 
insecure or like less fully formed young woman and then you see like mm-hmm. another one who's more like actually sexually empowered kind of mm-hmm. um but like you see like you actually like he he has uh managed to like actually criticize like uh what can be fucked up about like the pathologies of like young women and their sexuality mm-hmm. as opposed to just kind of having one as like a symbol of like purity or something you know and yeah. i think that like in criticizing them like for better or for worse I think he just he it's more human like you know it's like mm-hmm. giving them hum- humanity which is like mm-hmm. nice you know I just I yeah. just want girls to be like human beings and stuff you know oh you're singing my song <laughs> yeah because like because I'm a girl like I want to see yeah like, I'm a, I'm a hu- I'm a very fucking human girl you know mm-hmm. like I have like fully like I have problems like I have yeah. stuff you know so I yeah that's all I want to see yeah and like as you get older and then you like look at people like or you look at young women in the world that are younger than you like I almost have like this maternal feeling with like young women that are young yeah younger than me I'm like oh my gosh like is everyone okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just care so much um cool well we're kind of we're kind of at time right now but Shay thank you so much for coming on the show I really appreciate it this has been great my pleasure my pleasure thank you so much for having me it's been so nice talking to you yes you as Um, well yeah you'll have to let me know oh I uh I'm on Instagram uh it's uh if you just look up my name Shay Senna you can find me um Mm -hmm. the Instagram is for sha dot e um and all pretty much all my stuff is linked there so I think that's the best place Mm -hmm. um but yeah Maddie please let me know when you're in the city. Um, yeah. I'd love to, to catch up with some Yes, definitely. I will. <laughs> I, yeah, I usually make it out there like at least uh, a one solid handful of times uh, a year. So yeah, I will definitely like hit you up and let you know when I'm in town. Yeah. Sure. Okay, great. Right. Amazing. Cool. And obviously if I'm ever in Chicago. <laughs> yes, absolutely. In the Windy City. Um, okay. Cool. All right. Well, and scene. Cool. 